Louisiana Eats is brought to you with support from Louisiana Fish Fry, a staple of Louisiana kitchens for nearly 40 years. Maker of batters, coatings, boils, tartar sauce, cocktail sauce, and more. Dig into homemade Louisiana flavor. From our studios in the Southern Food and Beverage Museum in New Orleans, this is Louisiana Eats. I'm Poppy Tooker. It's graduation time in Louisiana, and the horizons are wide for this year's culinary students. The New Orleans Career Center is celebrating the first graduating class of their Hospitality, Restaurant, and Tourism Academy, and Louisiana Eats is joining in. We'll hear from Chef Alain Shia, whose foundation plays an integral part in the new trade school. Alain knows firsthand how a single teacher can change the direction of your life, and he's committed to giving the same opportunities to today's youth that he himself benefited from as a troubled teen. Then, we'll pay a visit to the New Orleans Career Center, speaking with founding executive director Claire Jekyllin before we meet Taekwon Domino, one of the first graduates of the ambitious new program, and learn how culinary program director Brooke Berry has prepared them for life after class. We're serving up a generous portion of edible education on this week's Louisiana Eats. Hello, my name is Alan Shia, and I'm the founder of Pomegranate Hospitality and the Shia Barnett Foundation. Chef and restaurateur Alan Shia is known for his adept culinary skills and restaurants Saba, Safta, and the soon opening Miss River in the new Four Seasons Hotel at the foot of Canal Street. Less publicized are his philanthropic efforts. Along with his great success has come an urgent desire to give back. This side of Elan comes clearly into focus as we delve into his relationship with the New Orleans Career Center. You know, I've always had a very soft spot in my heart for cooking with students and giving them an understanding of what pathways exist and what type of opportunities could exist for them uh, in the hospitality industry. I have a history with certified technical education as a child. I feel like it was a real turning point in my life, and it is how uh, the Shia Barnett Foundation became um, but with myself and Donna Barnett, who was my home economics teacher in high school. Uh, and also Seth Schramm, who was my vocational chef instructor when I was in high school. So the both of them and I now work closely together to help make a difference in people's lives the way that they made in my life when I was looking for a path out of a storm of my teenage years. I didn't know that there were opportunities and that being a chef could be a career or that there were many other ways to enter 
the hospitality workforce as a professional. Someone had to tell me that. And so uh, through the Shy Barnett Foundation, we work with vocational programs such as the NOCC to help make that type of impact. What they do that is so unique and so important is they provide access to students from many different high schools, uh, well over a dozen high schools, I think. Um, I think the number's up to 16, 16 now. high schools that students in those schools have access to this type of pathway training. I just felt that that program was is so important and can make such an impact on the young people of our city that if I could help in any way through my own experiences needing that kind of guidance and needing someone to help push me towards the right direction, that it would be a huge positive impact on my own life. And I know also on Donna's life and on Seth's life as well. Alon's passion for working with the NOCC made me wonder what he envisions for our youth and why he was so keen to make a difference in their lives. Every restaurant in the city is hiring right now. The, the restaurant hospitality business right now is desperate for new team members for their businesses. And I want to make sure that we're, that we're looking within before we just look without uh, and that we're looking to make and build opportunities for the children that are living in our city and that are the cultural ambassadors and carriers of what makes New Orleans so important and so special. Programs like the NOCC really help with giving young adults this opportunity to find their passion and to actually do something about it. A four-year degree is one pathway, but it's not the only pathway after graduating high school uh, is a a four-year college degree. Uh, There are many other opportunities for students to get college credits while they're at NOCC or to get uh, more trade certifications or going right into the workforce, what the NOCC does is really just give – it gives them a leg up. It gives them a connection, a way to say, hey, you're passionate about cooking? Well, let me tell you about these like 10 incredible restaurants or these five amazing hotels that are in town that will pay you well above minimum wage, that will – give you health benefits, that will provide uniforms for you, that will train and educate you and provide more opportunities for growth. And that, you know, working the fast food line at your neighborhood fast food shop is not the only option. Uh, And I I just believe that a lot of the young adults that uh, may be passionate about food don't know that. And they don't understand that if they came into the CBD every day, that they could get a job at a place like the Four Seasons and make a great living and have room for growth. The general manager of the Four Seasons Hotel started off as a server in a restaurant, and she's like this incredible success story. Uh, and, and that opportunity exists for everybody. I 
when I was 15 years old, I was getting into a lot of trouble and uh, didn't have an idea of how I would get out of this destructive cycle that I was in until someone said, no, you're worth more and you can do this and here is how you can do it. It's easy to create the success stories. It's hard to help people understand what success is. And that is where I think we can make a big impact is by being transparent and getting the word out there to the students at different high schools about these opportunities and pathways to grow the stereotypes of what jobs are good jobs and what jobs are bad jobs needs to be removed from the conversation because I started out scrubbing sheet pans in a bakery and when I was 14 years old and you know now I'm an entrepreneur and, and I get to do something that I really love and uh, that opportunity exists for so many people. If you love food, but you don't want to cook in a kitchen, you can be a food photographer, you can be a food writer, you can be a food historian, you can be a social media influencer, you can do all of these things that, that exist within the circle of hospitality. And, and I think that if you're passionate about the craft, then you can take it as far as you want to take it. And, and it's okay to at some point say, this is as far as I want to go, and I'm very happy with what I'm doing right now. If that brings you happiness, then that's a great thing. I think one of the most important things to consider and what the NOCC really does help shine a light on is that you can choose where you work, and you can choose who you surround yourself with and what type of environment you want to be a part of. And uh, I think that People don't realize that and they think that whatever job they take, that is what's offered to them and that is all they can do or all they should do. But they have choices and um, I always say that, you know, choose kindness, choose empowerment, choose a place that treats you with respect and that builds you up and doesn't bring you down. And whether you're a dishwasher, a server, a chef – uh, entrepreneur, the general manager of a luxury hotel, that matters at every level. Communication, respect, empowerment, and just kindness. I would urge all of the young people out there that are listening right now, that are wondering where they should go work and how they should pursue their passions to keep their well-being in mind throughout that process and surround yourself with people that are focused on bringing you up into the stars and never would hold you back or push you down from what your potential could be. You know, the New Orleans Career Center is a place where you can go and explore those types of opportunities for your future. And I just, I believe that whether or not you want to go to college, you don't want to go to college, you're good at math, you're bad at math, you're good at science, you're bad at science, none of that holds you back from your potential. 
When I went to vocational school, when I was in high school, that world opened up to me. And I believe that the NFCC is a place where that world could open up to so many more people. Thank you, Elon. Thank you. This was such a treat. Thank you. That was chef, restaurateur, and philanthropist, Alon Shia. What is the Shia Barnett Foundation? And how and why was it started? Stay tuned, and we'll answer that question when we come right back. Tucker, and you're listening to Louisiana Eats, edible content for Louisiana food lovers. Louisiana Eats is brought to you with major support from Camellia Brand, Beans Done Right, a New Orleans tradition since 1923. From Rouse's Markets, synonymous with seafood straight from Louisiana's waterways, Rouse's Markets tastes like home. And from Crystal Hot Sauce, made with three simple ingredients, aged red cayenne peppers, distilled white vinegar, and salt. Nothing artificial. Crystal Hot Sauce, how New Orleans does flavor. This week's culinary quiz question, brought to you with support from Popeye's Louisiana Kitchen. What is the Shia Barnett Foundation, and how and why was it started? In 2016, notably around the time Alan received his first James Beard recognition, the socially conscious chef joined forces with his high school home ec teacher, Donna Barnett establishing the Shia Barnett Foundation. Alan was a pretty troubled eighth grader, hanging out with gun-toting older kids who were purportedly dealing drugs, when he signed up for Donna's class at the suburban Philadelphia high school he attended. Donna saw such promise in Alan that she worked closely with him throughout high school, encouraging him to pursue culinary school upon graduation. Elan credits Donna Barnett's guidance with saving his life, so in his first flush of success, he called the newly retired teacher and said, I want to do for kids what you did for me. Will you please help? Today, 
The Shia Barnett Foundation supports not only the New Orleans Career Center, but has expanded to the Cherry Creek Innovation Campus in Denver, Colorado, where Alan and his wife Emily operate Softa, the sister restaurant to his New Orleans establishment, Saba. You can learn more about their good work and how you can help support their efforts by visiting the Shia Barnett Foundation org. Jacqueline, and I have the joy of being the founding executive director of the New Orleans Career Center. We're an independent nonprofit founded in August of 2017. Located in the Treme neighborhood, the New Orleans Career Center, or NOCC, is a career and technical education hub focused on giving students the tools they need to step straight onto career paths. Participating high school juniors and seniors and adult students from across the parish get high-quality training, certification, and support for a range of professions. When the classes started at the center in 2018, they focused on engineering and manufacturing, think architecture and 3D printing, and healthcare, teaching students how to work in a medical office, clinic, or ER. In the 2019-2020 school year, NOCC began offering a third option, a two-year program covering hospitality and culinary arts. Nearly two years have passed since then, and today, 30 students hold the distinction of being the first to graduate from the brand new program. To learn more, Louisiana Eats dropped by the NOCC and caught up with Executive Director Claire Jekyllin, who helped launch the nonprofit in 2017. So the New Orleans Career Center came out of a, an advisory group that came together in 2015 and 2016 to think about how we could provide career and technical education training opportunities for New Orleans public high school students and in industries that are unique to here and that have uh, pathways to prosperity in our community. And uh, ultimately, out of that working group came the uh, New Orleans Career Center, an independent 501c3 that works with all of the different public schools in the region, city and state school board, local government, and industry. Tell us, for these students, what an average day here is like. Sure. So students attend in the morning or the afternoon for half of their high school day, every day of the year. Whether you're in the AM or PM session, um, you come to the Career Center, you move to a classroom that's, that's got students from 16 different schools, and you've got an instructor who has you know, over a decade experience in their field and, and multiple credentials and experiences to build on, who really serves as more of, of a mentor than just an instructor and a guide to the journey of, of learning more, for example, about culinary and hospitality. So your day could be spent cooking, it could be preparing, it could be learning um, and studying for your serve safe credentials so that you're ready to work in a restaurant. It could be um, having a chef coming in to do a demo. It could be also working on concurrent college credits that we offer at the same time. So over the three hours a day, 
and 15 hours a week, we do a lot with students to make sure that they're thinking about life beyond high school and the path to get to the future they want. Do the students here get real life experience? They sure do. Um, In addition to visiting industry and practicing with industry professionals, the Career Center students also have run a cafe internally that provides everything from coffee to box lunches to events um, for the Career Center and those who are co-located here. One of the projects that we did last year was a food truck launch and pitch. And so students talked to food truck owners and looked at menus and then designed their own food truck and then they you know put together a pitch deck and then uh, actually competed for the winner we'll mix in a lot of different skills you know technology is across skills but um, we also work with a partner called Novak that specifically does media and storytelling so for someone who's really just interested in that path we then would point out our peers who are doing great work with high school students as well. How do you get across to the students that a career in culinary and hospitality isn't a dead end? Sure. Well, we use actual labor market data. There's a misconception out there that all jobs um, in restaurants and in hospitality are low wage, but the reality is that a lot of the jobs that require the skills that we teach pay well above minimum wage. And the pathways in those jobs, particularly that of of someone from um, prep to sous chef to chef is quite lucrative and you can have a living wage. Uh, It's important for young people to know the career ladder. And so um, partners like Pomegranate Hospitality have made wage maps to show what the movement and the career ladder is, something that's often hidden um, for young people and mapped it out on in a document that we actually teach from to talk about, you know, these are the jobs, this is the progression, this is the career ladder, and this is how you move through it and how you, how you can enter these jobs and then how you can um, continue to grow. Claire, could you tell me a little bit about your relationship with Elon and what he has contributed to your program here? It's been wonderful to work with Chef Shia since uh, really the founding of the Career Center. Um, He was an early visitor to our first pop-up cafe. He cooked with students um, in an after-school environment and really um, expressed his interest in helping us grow. And so as we launched our uh, During the Day program last year and this pathway, he did a crowdsource crowdfunding uh, for all of our equipment. And so we had gifts arriving. We called it the Alanchaya Gift Registry um, because it we just kept getting, you know, saucepans and, and all the things that we needed to really launch the program that we didn't have. In addition to that, he's brought his own mentors um, into conversations about, you know, what does a program look like this 10, 15, 20 years in? What should we be thinking about? And Alan has also talked with students. And I think that most of all, Alan's voice as a board member who is also a career and technical education student who really found his space and place in the kitchen coming out of a high school experience, um, his story is really unique and one that really helps our organization think about the perspective of a young person. And so, you know, his contributions have been here from the start. Tell me about some of your community partners who perhaps will be looking to hire your graduates. 
Um, well, right now we're looking to build out an apprenticeship pipeline with some of our partners through the American Hotel and Lodging Association and the American Restaurant Association and the National Restaurant Association. So what that will mean is that students will partner with organizations like Alon Shia uh, in his new restaurant at the Four Seasons, in addition to partnering with the Four Seasons itself to provide opportunities for young people to both enter into the workplace, but then also to build off of that into an apprenticeship potentially for hire. Isn't that just the most exciting thing? Because when you say the Four Seasons, my goodness, that's a little bit like they're just starting at the top, huh? Yes, let's start with the chandelier. (laughs) (laughs) Claire, really, from the bottom of my heart, thank you for this amazing work you're doing because I truly believe that this is the future of a successful New Orleans, and that's all all of us are longing for. Thanks so much, Poppy. I think that um, our young people are going to be those who keep our professional, you know, food culture and food history alive, and that this is a great time to be a part of um, the resurgence of eating and drinking and getting out together and celebrating and Uh, It's a joy to be able to be a part of helping those young people make that journey. Claire Jacklin, Executive Director of New Orleans Career Center. was visiting the New Orleans Career Center, we thought we'd take the opportunity to meet one of the students who enrolled in its new hospitality and culinary arts program. My name is Taekwon Domino and I'm a senior and part of the first graduating culinary class of NOCC. Of course, when we spoke with Taekwon Domino a few weeks ago, he was still a high school senior. Now he's a McDonough 35 graduate. He's also made history as a member of the first graduating class of NOCC's Hospitality, Restaurant, and Tourism Academy. If that wasn't enough, the dual enrollment student graduated earning a boastworthy number of credits and certifications, giving him a leg up as he continues his education and starts his career. Some of us just know that we have a life in food ahead of us. And from what I've heard, you're one of those people. Yes, how, how did that originally happen to you, that you knew food was your life? Um, I knew because when I was a kid, all I, all I loved to do was eat. So as a kid, I just loved food, and I knew that I was going to be able to be a good chef one day. So when I was about seven, eight years old, I asked my mama if I can help her cook dinner and she gave me a spoon and a stepping stool and I went to work in that pot and I made something happen and ever since that day I've been in the kitchen. And that was the start of your culinary career, yes, huh? My generation of family, all of them are mostly cooks and they're great cooks. Uh, my dad, I'm not really too close to him, but what, from what I heard, he was also a great cook. So from that day when I got that information, I knew that it was already in my blood. And my grandma, she she was one of the best cooks I ever ever ate from. Like she really taught me a lot that I know, and her recipes really helped me get where I am today. Tell me some of the things that you have learned that 
you'd never done before or even had an idea were a thing to do? Um, when I first got to NOCC, the Wallace Career Center, uh, the, one of the first things they taught me was how to break down a body of an animal and how to carve it and trim all the meat out and bones and stuff like that. And that's really helped me. Um, I learned a lot of knife skills when I was uh, cooking in the kitchen uh, with produce and stuff like that, fresh vegetables and stuff. Uh, I also learned mother sauces. They're made a certain way to taste a certain way. And you got really have to pay attention to what you do with it so it'll come out right. What have you learned about presentation? Um, I learned that presentation is the main star of the dish, really. If you don't present it right, somebody can look at your food and think it's nasty or dump. But uh, it really depends on how good you present your food because you get customers that way and you just get attention that way. Speaking of getting attention, just then, a woman dressed in a double-breasted chef's coat walked into the room. Upon seeing her, Taekwon beamed broadly. <laughs> I, um, I'm Brooke. I'm his teacher. That's my chef. Ah. I love my chef. Maybe we should talk to you for a few minutes, too. Would that be okay yes, with your mind? Yes, Hi, I'm Brooke Berry, and I run the Culinary Arts and Hospitality Management Program at New Orleans Career Center. Brooke, tell me about the paces that you have put these kids through to make sure they're ready for real life. Right. Well, we would actually do um, lunches for staff members. So they got that like real time experience. They got deadlines like this has to be done at this certain time. But something else that we really focused on was wasn't so much recipe based, but technical skills based. The foundations of culinary was, was what was really important to me. I like to say that this isn't called feeding class, that it's called culinary arts class. And it's not a very long program. You really, in essence, have a short time to impart all this knowledge to yes. them. So we spend, you know, uh, about three days a week in the kitchen and the other two days a week we spend on hospitality. And in my experience, because I've come from front of the house and back of the house, I think it's really important to know both, to really know how they work together and how they work separately. And so they're working on three different credentials throughout the year. They're doing dual enrollment and they're cooking in the kitchen. So the pacing and the rigor, it's there. I think that uh, my favorite thing about it is seeing the the concern on students' eyes or like kind of some of the fear and then building trust with all of my students and getting them to really open up their minds about different foods. So Taekwon, what's happening at home? Are you cooking much there? Actually, I cook less at home now than I did <laughs> before I started. <laughs> but when I do cook, I make a little feast for the family. And what are you hoping will come next? Um, I'm hoping to go to college in business and culinary uh, skills so I can own my own restaurant in New Orleans or around the world in Cajun and Creole, most likely. That's what I'm going to be Well, I just can't wait to keep an eye on you, and I look forward to having the opportunity to taste your food myself one day. So thanks for taking the time to come and talk with us, and congratulations about all your good work. Thank you very much. <laughs> Taekwon Domino, recent graduate of the New Orleans Career Center, along with his teacher, Brooke Berry, speaking with us at the NOCC.
Coming up next, we meet members of the New Orleans Culinary and Hospitality Institute's first graduating class, along with their instructor, Chef Allison Vines Rushing. Louisiana Eats returns after the break. Poppy Tooker, and you're listening to Louisiana Eats, edible content for Louisiana food lovers. Louisiana Eats is brought to you with support from Louisiana Fish Fry, breadings, boils, new air fry mixes, and more classic Louisiana dishes, available everywhere. Dig into homemade Louisiana flavor. And from the St. Tammany Parish Tourist Commission, Day, play, and get away on the Louisiana North Shore this spring. The North Shore is brimming with welcoming patios, boasting waterfront views, and decadent dishes. Indulge in fresh Louisiana seafood, locally grown produce, homemade sweet treats, and ice-cold brews. You're invited to feed your soul along the Tammany Taste Culinary Trail just 40 miles north of New Orleans French Quarter and a world away. Plan your St. Tammany visit at louisiananorthshore.com. At a time when nationally vocational cooking schools are shutting their doors, Educational food programs are opening and expanding in New Orleans, making it an ideal place to launch a career in the culinary arts. Founded in 2019, the New Orleans Culinary and Hospitality Institute, or NOKI, became one of the newest schools in town, offering a world-class education. With curricula designed by the Culinary Institute of America, NOKI aims to be an affordable fast track into the industry. In a mere 100 days, students receive certification in culinary or pastry with a tuition cost of $15,000. Hailing from across the country and ranging in ages from 18 to 50, NOKI's first class of 19 students got their diplomas two years ago in June 2019. Soon afterwards, we invited two members of the graduating class into our studio to talk about their experience, Trinique Brown and Grant Higginbotham. Also joining us was their culinary arts instructor, Chef Allison Vines Rushing. Allison spoke first to give us a more in-depth look at the program. Noki is a state-of-the-art culinary facility in downtown New Orleans. We've got two culinary labs, two baking and pastry labs, a beverage lab, and also a lab for like a pop-up restaurant that we do every quarter. It's a 100-day program. It's five months, super fast. The students come Monday to Friday, seven hours a day for instruction. We have the same amount of lab hours that a two-year culinary program usually has, except this is consolidated into 100 days. So it's really kitchen-focused, less about classroom and theory, and really more about cooking and industry training. 
So if you come at it like from an education background, normally, you know, educators teach an hour here, then take a break and an hour for a different class or whatever. So this is like all day with each other, nonstop cooking. And the curriculum is intense. I mean, there's a lot of things we have to accomplish in a day. Allison, how many students altogether were in your first class? We had 14 students in the culinary program. Did they all graduate? They did. They did. Yes. I'm really just amazed at what a wonderful group came together for this first class. My name is Trinique Brown, and I'm a member of the first class of the New Orleans Culinary and Hospitality Institute. Um, Before Noki, I worked for the federal government, and I've always loved to cook at home and with my family. So my passion was always in cooking, but professionally, my background is in communications and administrative leadership. What in the world made you want to go to Noki? Why did you pick Noki and and have this big life change? Humongous life change. Um, I picked Noki, well, first of all, let's go back to what made me decide to do it. I decided to take my passion seriously. For years, I had fun cooking, but I didn't realize that that brought me more joy than what I did on a day-to-day basis. So I decided to jump in and give it a try, and I stopped. I resigned from my job. Um, My boss thought I was crazy. (laughs) I was good at what I did, so she's like, well, why are you quitting? I'm like, I have to give this a try. You never know where it can go if you don't try. Hi, my name is Grant Higginbotham, and I'm one of the lucky first classmates that have graduated. I'm from Lafayette, Louisiana, where my grandparents have run uh, Mel's Diner. There's two locations in Lafayette, and as a kid, I was surrounded by the culinary industry, but I thought that I would never actually pursue it. I always had other things in mind. I was really into theater and writing and film in high school, and I actually completed my undergrad in Loyola. I graduated, and I I got another restaurant job at Satsuma Cafe in the Bywater, and it was the first time that I was working at a restaurant where it wasn't just a means to pay bills. I loved going to work every day. I loved the people that I worked with. And while I was just a server, at the same time, my passion for cooking was growing so much. I was cooking at home more than ever. And it kind of all just came to a head. And I realized I I don't have a plan with my college background. I majored in English, creative writing. And I just thought, why not make this passion that I have into a real skill set and give myself the confidence and the foundation to not only work for the rest of my life, but to explore other creative outlets. And cooking has been that for me, definitely. So what surprised you all the most about your experience at Noki? What surprised me the most was just um, realizing how much I did not know about cooking. A lot of times when you come from a family of people who cook really well, you don't realize how big of a difference it is to be a home cook and be a professional cook. How much information is out there, how many different techniques. I felt like a newborn in a good way. I loved it. Definitely how much we did all get along. And I think the experience of being guinea pigs, per se, all of us being the first class at Noki, You know, everyone 
is learning how everything is going to operate, the staff of the school included. And so we were kind of all in it together. And even if it was bumpy at times, we all had such an amazing time. We all got along so well. We all worked together so well. And I think that really pulled us up through any struggles that we had as an institution over the last few months. You you mentioned bumps in the road. I imagine there, this is a really fast program. So did y'all hit some speed bumps? Even if I say like bumps in the road, they weren't ever issues that made us feel like we couldn't overcome anything. It was just dealing with a brand new curriculum mm-hmm. that you know we weren't familiar with. A lot of us had completely different backgrounds in the culinary industry. Some of us had worked in restaurants, some of us hadn't, and so it was kind of just a five-month-long dance of figuring out everyone's footing, learning who was comfortable doing what, and helping each other in motivating one another. Allison, as the teacher, um, there must have been some interesting bumps for you because this was all the first time. So I would say, you know, just with anything new, there's always things that you learn that you might not do again, right? Some of these were really kind of curriculum-based. One in particular that I can think about was the day where it was like a emulsification day, right? One of more than one emulsification day. But um, in this particular day, hollandaise and mayonnaise were the two lessons of the day. And if you think about my role as the chef, I have to taste every student's product. So there were 14 students making hollandaise and mayonnaise, of which I had to taste every one of them. Mm-hmm. So 28 bites later of hollandaise and mayonnaise, I thought I was going to die. Probably I was green at some point and looked physically really uncomfortable. Well, the students were um, so helpful and sweet and concerned about me. So they kept making sure I had water to cleanse my palate. They were like, chef, do you need some water? Chef, do you need some water? They were very on top of that. And uh, But then, I mean, I don't know, it came like to the last bite or so, and I was just like, I don't, I don't know if I can do it. I'm not sure if I can take this bite. And, which I did, and then I was like, okay, you guys, I'm going to have to walk outside for a minute and, um, you know, get some fresh air and hopefully not vomit. Yeah, um, I gotcha. And that's not even to mention the quality of the mayonnaise and the hollandaise from people who maybe have never made it before. Gosh, I, I think of it. My skin still crawls a little <laughs> oh bit God. of that day. It was, it was bad. <laughs> were there? Tell me if there were – I'd like to know about – Things that you did that you never thought you'd do. Were there dishes that you accomplished that you were like, wow, I never even knew about that dish, much less thought I could cook it? The most rewarding and interesting dishes that we would do were actually some of the most simple techniques that have been longstanding in the culinary industry that personally I might have just never had the confidence or interest in doing. I cook pretty like eclectic food, I guess. And so learning to literally just trust a chicken and roast a chicken properly was 
really rewarding for me. And learning to cook large portions of meat, I suppose. You know, I cook a lot of vegetables, so learning to do that and to do it well was definitely a journey for me. I agree with everything that Grant said. Um, I think that the meat fabrication portion of our study was my favorite, but also global flavors because I absolutely love Asian food and it was really fun to um, have a space where we got to explore those dishes. I think that Noki exceeded my expectations because um, I learned how to cook the things that I was interested in and a lot more than that. And then um, I learned a lot about things that I didn't even realize would be a part of the program, like food costing, front of the house. I did not expect that experience. I didn't really know what to expect going into school. I knew that I wanted to hone my skills and I wanted to secure my confidence in the kitchen because I just wanted so badly to work professionally in the kitchen. And I knew that this experience would provide that. And it certainly did. I feel like we have all grown so much and Noki really blew my any apathy I had out of the water. I'm now secure, confident, and passionate about working in the kitchen. And that's all thanks to the school. Yes. What more could anybody ask? So what's going to happen next? What are your plans for the future? Yes, um, my plans are event catering and ultimately um, food journalism. I would absolutely love to host my own culinary talk show. But oh, on, I'm warming up the seat for you, you huh? <laughs> <laughs> and how about you, Grant? Um, at the moment, my goal is to just get more experience and to continue learning and to grow as a line cook because I think that just sets you up fundamentally to have confidence in the kitchen. And I would like to do some similar things. I'm, I'd like to integrate my literature background and my writing background into my culinary career. I love writing about food. I love food television. And I'm really into event planning. And so I would really like to one day have my own business where I do special dinners and pop-up events and eventually just own my own businesses. And what about the rest of your chickadees? Where are they flying off to, Allison? Well, I mean, most of them have jobs in great restaurants around town. I'm super, super thrilled at their placement. Although, I mean, they really had kind of their choice. And I constantly told them, hey, this is, you, you're holding the reins here. You figure out what you want, where you want to go, what you want to do, you know, and you can get that job. And they have. Oh, well, such happy endings. I can hardly wait to watch your first fledgling crew and see the big things I know they're going to all do. So thank you so much for sitting down with us in the studio today. And please stay in touch. Thank you, Poppy. Thank you. Thank you. Noki Culinary Arts Instructor Allison Vines Rushing and two of the graduates from Noki's first class, Trinique Brown and Grant Higginbotham. They spoke with us in June 2019. Today, Chef Allison is living in London with her chef husband, Slade Rushing, and their two children. 
and Trinique is working to complete her MBA with an eye on culinary entrepreneurship. That's it for this week's edition of Louisiana Eats, edible content for Louisiana food lovers. Catch up on previous editions of Louisiana Eats on poppytooker.com, where we have 10 years of Louisiana Eats editions available for pod and webcasting, along with recipes and cooking class videos, too. If you like our show, please rate it on your preferred podcast platform. Louisiana Eats is made possible with major support from Popeye's Louisiana Kitchen, Louisiana Fish Fry, Camellia Brand Beans, Crystal Hot Sauce, Rouse's Markets, the St. Tammany Parish Tourist Commission, and from D'Agostino Pasta. Handcrafted in Louisiana from semolina wheat and air-dried over rods in wooden cellars, D'Agostino Pasta is made just as it's been done in Sicily for centuries. Visit D'AgostinoPasta.com to learn more. Support for Louisiana Eats also comes from Gulf Coast Blenders. For more than 30 years, Gulf Coast Blenders has produced custom spice and dry blends for restaurant concepts across the country. Gulf Coast Blenders, dry ingredient blends with New Orleans roots. To learn more, visit GulfCoastBlenders.com. Original theme music composed by David Pomerlo and performed by Johnny Sketch and the Dirty Notes. Big thanks to senior producer Joe Schreiner and producer and special projects manager Reggie Morris and to our business manager and social media maven Maddie Mulladu. Catch up with us anytime on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook too. Louisiana Eats is a production of Poppy Tooker Broadcasting. <laughs>